0: Hey everybody, welcome to Refuse the Excuse podcast. I'm your host, Steph Strugnell, and this is where I give you the loving but honest, get your shit together advice I wish someone had given me in the different stages of life. My intention uh, is that you can laugh and relate and gain a new perspective and leave feeling a little more confident to take some inspired action into your life to owning your time, owning what's yours, and making some positive progress in your world. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me today on the podcast for another episode. I have a very special episode today because I have my first guest, Liz Meeks. She is joining us to chat about breaking the mold. So the truth bomb today circles around how to feel confident in breaking the molds that do not serve your life and that are keeping you playing small. And I'm so happy Liz decided to join me today. So without further ado, we are going to just jump into the podcast episode. Ask Liz, what's the best lesson that life has taught her up to this point? I love this question so much. Um, okay. I think this is also so appropriate
1: for what we're talking about today. The biggest lesson is when in doubt,
0: shut out all of the outside noise and turn inward. Hmm. That, I feel like that would be very similar to my answer too. I would like as I was asking it to you, I'm like, okay, what would my answer be? And it would very much like come back to what you know to be true, come back to like your cornerstones of like, whatever those three main pieces are, or whatever those main pillars are. That's your center. That's your place of purpose and peace. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. It's like it's your knowing. It's your values. It's your your truth at your core, and it's trusting yourself. Yes. Big time. And that would you say too. So do give us a little lowdown on how you work with people, because that's going to talk about breaking the molds and like trusting ourselves and working in our place of passion and our expertise. Um, Liz does a really unique thing for work and as she see clients, sees clients. And I, I just want her to share a little bit about like how that speaks to your life lesson too.
1: Yeah. So, What I do is I'm a holistic practitioner and we have a variety of like non-invasive techniques that we use to analyze the body. But within that, really at the root of it is, yes, I am guiding you and providing you with the supplements that you need
0: and all of this information, but I'm also teaching you how to listen to your own body. Oh, that's so good. And so, like we said before this episode, because we're like, we need to just turn on the mic because we got into the flow of conversation. As we do, it's always a deep soulful conversation that like has us laughing and has us gaining insight and perspective. That's just literally no conversation of me and Liz's isn't deep and full of like these truth bombs and different like advice pieces to take in for each other. And we chatted about that before we started the podcast, how far we've come from where we were as a society before who, we would listen to our body. We would be more holistic. We would depend on different modalities and ways to heal. And then somewhere along the way, that really shifted and changed. And I think it's hard. People are only now coming back to themselves, listening to the heart and their mind and their body, knowing that they're all connected. Because it blows my mind how many people separate the body from the mind, from the, the physical piece when, like you said in your practice, that is a huge component of somebody getting better. Or finding some healing and growth is listening to that piece of the heart and the mind. How do you kind of address that in your one-on-ones with people? That that component of healing. So, like, number one is muscle
1: testing is like the bread and butter of what we do. And the reason we can muscle test is because our cells are constantly
0: communicating via electrical impulses. Okay, meaning, so, like, explain how you did to me about the, the like, wire fence. Because that helps to, like, paint a picture of... Taking that and making it a more of a like understanding and a visual.
1: Yeah. So if you are to go grab the electric fence, but your hand is on my shoulder, I'm going to get that shock because our body conducts electricity. This is a scientific fact. The cells are constantly communicating with each other through these electrical signals. So it isn't just your brain
0: and your body. Like you can't separate them. Because that's happening at all times in the body. Exactly.
1: And the reason I can analyze the body so accurately is because your body is providing the information. So if your body can provide all of that information to me, a complete strain, I know we're not strangers, but if you're a new client coming into my clinic, if your body can give me all of that information,
0: what could it give you? Oh, that is good. I need to have like some type of like dinger or sound <laughs> that I use that's like when somebody <laughs> says like an aha, you're just like, you get the noise of like, Ooh. <laughs> it won't be that noise, but like something along that because that is so good. Oh my gosh, doesn't that speak to oh, breaking the mold? We, we discussed, discussed discussed what the theme should be today and we thought that like the confidence to break the molds is so powerful because sometimes we lack the circle of people that are doing that and sometimes we crave those individuals who are willing to really like touch into themselves do the work light up in life like if we don't have those people around us to inspire that in ourselves it can be really hard to know like what's on the other side of that Mm -hmm. and how powerful it is for that belief system of like hey I One, I'm, I know myself enough to be like, Hey, I feel off or things aren't working great. I'm going to book an appointment with Liz because she, her expertise is in the body and healing and getting to this better place of equilibrium. So I'm going to book this session with her. But if you go in very disconnected to what you're feeling and how you're experiencing life, there's going to be a mental block on how far your physical self can take you. And I'm sure you've had clients too, where you can see the potential of healing and you probably from what the body's explaining. Can see where they need to go, but it has to be up to them to want to make the changes.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's that like old saying, like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? Like, so the body is constantly communicating with itself. Your cells are listening to every single thought, feeling, repetitive pattern constantly. This never stops. So if you have somebody that's like, okay, you've told me what's wrong. You've told me what I need to do. But I actually don't think this is going to do anything for me.
0: They've already almost, like, written that story.
1: Your cells are listening. It's just like when we have this, like, repetitive pattern that comes up later in our life of, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And why does that happen? Because somewhere in childhood, we had an experience that told us that narrative... We locked it in our brain. Mm -hmm. We went through life looking for evidence to reinforce that. That proof. Every single time we received that evidence, we said in our brain, yep, 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 got it. I'm not good enough. The cells all listen and they're like, oh yeah, you're not. And that's why these stories are so hard to let go of. Same thing goes with the physical health of the
0: body. Okay, so if somebody's listening and hears her say that, they're like, oh, whoa, because maybe you... By hearing that or like, yeah, I say some nasty shit to myself or I'm in some negative patterns. I've shared on the podcast before. I've been there. I've been in that locked in path of like, just like seeing the fault, seeing where I screwed up or like not feeling enough. I've been there. I, I've since healed that to what you can as you're living life. But if you're hearing that and you're like, oh my gosh, whoa, yeah, I definitely can put myself in that in those shoes of what I'm saying and how I'm stopping myself, that might scare somebody. So like as much as you think that holds an energy both for the positive and the negative for like Mm -hmm. what it can create in the body. Is that the truth as well? Yeah, absolutely. So just as if
1: you're saying that I'm not good enough or I am unwell or I am sick, the I am enough, I am healthy, I am thriving. The body's going to listen in the same way. Where it gets tricky is like we hold these old patterns really tight. Mm -hmm. So it's not as simple as just being like, no, 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 I am well.
0: Because then your brain's being like, but you've told us for so long that you're not. So now we're confused. And look at all the proof you have of past experience mm. to say like, no, you're not capable of this. Or no, your life always looks like it has pain. Your life always feels like you have digestive bloating and whatever else. And that's just how you go about life. It's you, You're basically talking to like, you can't just say it on a surface level, like positive affirmation place. You have to go deeper to heal some of what's caused that belief yeah like where did it come from and that's everything i do is like get to the root cause now how do you help somebody work through that do you suggest they go to certain practitioners do you do that with an office what how would somebody go about addressing some of that internal subconscious belief
1: so a lot of it is you do you need to do that deeper healing work. But a lot of it is happening. Like I know a lot of practitioners that push clients through in 15 minute spurts and that works for them. Their clients just want to hear like, what's going on? What do I need? Thanks for supplements. See in three months.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: I'm an hour. Always, 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 because I have that really nurturing relationship with my clients. And I know that there's a lot more than just what's going on physically. There's that
0: emotional, spiritual piece as well. So could they work through, so like, say you're picking up on, say you work, we had a session and you picked up on like, hey, Steph, some of your digestive issues can be because like of not letting go or not, or like having too much force (laughs) she smiles because she's like, you're picking a real example and we haven't even had a session.
1: (laughs) I love it. Um,
0: So if you've like picked up on that, and it's funny that I said that as an example, because clearly my body's also picking up on something I'm doing slash like holding, If you were like, "Mm, I can really tell based on your gifts and your experience and training, you can tell that like some of that digestive stuff is linking back to some trauma as a kid or grief or loss. How would you like, how would you help somebody get through that? Or what would you tell them to kind of address that healing? Okay. So number one with anything, you know this, but for everybody listening, awareness.
1: Creating awareness around what is happening and where it's coming from. And when you look at the organs and glands in the body, like we store emotions and experiences in our cells and our tissues. And so if you don't process emotions, they're going to find a place to make home in your body. Mm, That's really interesting. Each organ and gland represents a different emotion that you're experiencing. The bowel, so the digestion in the gut, has everything to do with holding on to old garbage. Oh my gosh. So it's like literally
0: it's, Physically, it's like, you're not letting go of shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> not real. That would get another little dingy sound.
1: <laughs> but
0: emotionally, you're not letting go of shit.
1: Can I swear on here?
0: Yeah, I already did. Yeah, I do. I do. I do do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so you're like, okay, so first with this client, I'd be like, we're going to bring awareness to the fact that like, hey, this could be what I'm picking up on like, what's underle- underneath here. Do you feel as though like you can maybe, like you ask them that, like, Do you think that could be tied to something from a past, whatever? And if they're like, oh, yeah, I could, I definitely feel like I struggle in this area. How do you take it a step further with them? Like, what do you suggest? How do you suggest that they work through that component? Because do they do that with you or do they seek other counsel or, you know what I mean? Like, how do you go about that? So it depends on
1: what it is that's coming up. Some things we'll just walk through right here in the office. And by the time they leave, I've left them with a whole bunch of tools that they can use. Cool. A lot of times I'm going to refer out to... I mean, I do energy work. That is what I do. But I'll refer out to other energy workers. Like my sister, you know you've been to one of Dawn's in body classes. like
0: She's really good at getting you clicked into the body. Oh, like a little too good. Right? (laughs) It's a magical experience, but it is also... It is intense for something that seems so simplistic, which a lot of the best healing comes from the most simplistic things. But it is hard to get in touch with the past things that keep us stuck. It's a lot easier. This is an interesting side note. It's a lot easier to stay in the broken because that's so known and comfortable Mm -hmm. than it is to be like, oh, I have to deal with this stuff and I have to move out of it because that's a whole new territory. So people may think they're not holding themselves back, but the like brokenness, the old trauma, the old like limiting beliefs is actually a safer place for them to be, which long-term we know is not. But like in the moment it is so like going to someone like Dawn, I really experience that like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I have to like, and then what comes from it is so beautiful if you're willing to open up, but then that speaks so beautifully to our theme too, is breaking the molds, feeling confident to maybe go about life a little different than the average person does. And you know this with a few, We we were going through kind of like what that meant for us the theme and a few things that came up for liz that i think is just so important to share so that you can hear other people walking in their truth that can inspire you to do the same liz has broken those molds in the fact that she is takes on the woo and the spiritual metaphor, metaphysical energetic world and she's confident in it she's confident in what it does how it heals and i'm sure it wasn't easy to get there but even doing that and being in this work i'm sure it feels like you're breaking a mold in some way Yeah, 100%. And it's that whole like going back to
1: trusting yourself because that's what it is. That is breaking the mold because we live in this world that says what you should do, how you should do it, when you should do it. And shame on you for not listening that way.
0: Yeah, like, oh, shame on you if you don't do it the way we say you should. Yeah. Then you're almost guilty. You're almost like at fault. Like if you pick Mm -hmm. something different for your kids, for example, there is not, this may wrestle some feathers but everybody's entitled to their opinion and there is not a one way fits all for every baby being born for how health and doctors and medicine applies to them. There are just so many different factors that go into like how we care for our little ones. If we use certain modalities and different ways to support their body or their mental health or their development, like school, as we bridge right into that, like what people associate as the mass doing that feels safe and known because it's so duplicatable. So many people are doing it that like, that's what we trust in, which might be some of that underlining why they can't accept somebody going outside of that and why they automatically make it wrong because it feels uncomfortable slash would probably make them question some things in themselves that they're like, yeah, I wish I had had a different approach when I was growing up. I think that happens a lot with people when you are going off the beaten path, for example, because it's true for you. Mm sometimes it triggers certain people, whether it's friends or family, because they may see a need in themselves that was never met or that they wish had been different. And I'm sure, and you can speak to this even regards to like, you're breaking the mold around like schooling. And what, tell us a little bit about like your heart and how you came to that confident decision because it's not fully supported or understood yet. It's starting to be. It's starting to be. There's definitely more people.
1: I think like, I've done a lot of work in my life to learn how to trust myself. And I also have this very much like, fuck the shoulds mentality. Like I'm kind of a rebel without a cause. You're not going to tell me what to do or how to do it. It's really how I go about my life, generally speaking. Then I had kids. Yeah, seriously. And Mm. I had them and I thought public education does not feel right to me. I dove in and I did a ton of research and I read different things and I talked to different experts and I thought, I want to do this differently, but I don't think I can. So there's so all around. of those old stories saying, oh no, like, yeah, it'd be great, but you're not actually good enough to do that.
0: Or like, give me your qualifications because as society, we expect things to be checked on a certain box for it to be valid, mm. which is mm-hmm. such bullshit. That's just like, to me, it it preaches this notion of don't listen to your heart. Don't get in touch with this. Shut down, shut off and do the comfortable, validated thing. Yeah. Which isn't do always the right thing. Sometimes it is. Do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I needed a bit of a push and March 2020
0: pushed me right over the ledge.
1: Because and for a lot of
0: parents, it did. Ones <sighs> that I, people that came out of the woodwork that I was like, oh, I never thought maybe you'd question that, or that wouldn't be a fit for you. And, and because it forced the mirror in front of us, mm-hmm. it was kind of beautiful to see some people being like, "Why did I make these decisions without even blinking?" And the guilt that they carried with it, which I would speak into and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You did what you needed to then with what you had." But when we know better, we when we know better, we do better. Mm-hmm. Such a famous Oprah quote, which totally snuck in my mm-hmm. own pocket. But it's true because now, now they're just able, there's a little shift that's happened from COVID, which can be a beautiful silver lining from all the shit that it came and brought. People are a little bit more open to questioning what makes something valid. And do you think that's what you worked through as your brain said, oh, you're not a teacher. You don't have this and this. Do you think you had to really like go inwards to be like, here's what I do freaking have and the mama bearing me, that trumps everything. That was exactly it. I had to like check myself. So
1: it was March break, 2020. We get the email saying school shutting down, blah, 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 blah. Immediately I said to my husband, I was like, we're done. Immediately I could see so clearly the online learning and all these things that just were not a fit for my kids. And so it was a very quick decision,
0: and just like that, we were out of school. And you made that decision, make sure we talk about this, you made that decision without having and knowing all of the other pieces that had to make that secure and valid yet, which speaks to Liz's like badass spirit slash her, her ability to have that authentic knowledge of who she is and what she needs that's a beautiful lesson in that because you're like and the decision was made she didn't have all the 20,000 steps figured out to be like okay school here's my resignation because we're doing this this and this she was just like my heart my inward guidance is saying and we're done now and making that Mm -hmm. choice before everything was perfect or validated or structured really served you and I and somebody needs to hear that today maybe myself (laughs) Oh. <laughs> look at that it's so funny because she's gonna know like things that I'm not gonna like dive into this episode but she'll like be in her head and be like I know what you're referring to because there are just certain times in our life when we this whole idea of breaking the mold and going against what's happening as a whole if it doesn't feel right for you it's just so important to go inwards and ask yourself what decision needs to be made because of what my heart and my inner God is telling me versus what is all validated and fitting in the box, mm-hmm. which was the homeschooling for you being like, we are now done and now what? And so that, I think that's a big thing to note following that is it's scary as
1: fuck to do that totally, because you have no idea what's coming next. hmm And also, even though I could see in my mind how clearly things would unfold within school, and they did exactly as I could envision it happening, at that time, I didn't know that was actually going to happen, right? Right. Like, I was kind of going on a whim. Blind faith.
0: You had a bit of blind faith in whether it's bigger power or your guidance or your intuition or whatever resonates with you with belief. That's what you were were going in blind faith, which is so freaking powerful, Mm -hmm. but so freaking hard. So scary. And scary. And isolating. Very isolating. It was Very like isolating.
1: two years of me being like, this is awesome. Oh my God, what am I doing? Am I totally messing them up? Oh my God, this is so awesome. Wait, what the fuck am I doing? Like literally just these back and forth because you have these stories that are coming up like, well, you're not a teacher. Um, like, I asked what, you
0: a question like, how do you make sure that they're on like the curve of things? Because my brain is also in this like, check the box. Right? In certain Mm -hmm. aspects of life. I'm like, yeah, you check the box, you do schooling so that you can be tested to make sure you're on the curve, but the curve of what? And like, I know that I remember you like at at dinner sitting there being like, well, like I don't need to like track it that way because our experience is different. And like, I already know that they're on track for what they need to do and how they want to learn. And it was such a good reminder of even how I get stuck in those boxes of like what I think has to happen versus what most might be most fulfilling. And what might be right that breaks a mold like doing the homeschooling and being back and forth with it. And, and yet you navigated yourself out of it. Did you find, have you found yourself into more of a flow of the trust? Like had that built because your muscle is working on this, like, nope, I'm still doing this. Nope. We're still in it. We got this. Yeah. I would say at this point, I can't tell you the last time I had a moment of doubt. It
1: was two years of being like, And then this last year has been like, this is it. Like, this is... I love that. This could
0: not be better. And you couldn't get there. You guys have to listen to this specifically. Liz couldn't get to a place with breaking this mold around, you know, homeschooling and the normal education system. She wouldn't have been able to get to that place of, oh my gosh, this is so what my family needs to thrive. If she had not faced... The scary, yucky, gritty back and forth of fear and going inwards, it, it is built into the journeys of growth and some of our best, most amazing life chapters. And I think sometimes when we're facing those icky, fearful, hard patches, we're like, oh, that must mean it's a bad thing. Right? We take ourselves out because we're like, oh, we're feeling and going up against this. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is shit like that. Oh, this is shit. Feeling and isolation and scary part. We're like, oh, if we're having that, then maybe it's not the right call. I have done that. I know friends that have done that. And this is a really beautiful reminder that you, I think we have to remind ourselves that the hard growth pieces have to be part of the story. They are meant to be part of the story, not as a way to prove to you that you've done it wrong or that you're not measuring up, but like literally it has to be intertwined to the growth. It is on purpose. And if you look at it that way, you can walk through it maybe a little bit easier with a little more confidence. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. And when we talk about trusting ourselves,
1: you don't need the trust there when everything's wonderful and sunshine and rainbows. Mm -hmm. You need the trust when you are in the trenches. That's Mm -hmm. when you need the trust. And that's what I talked about. I spoke at an education conference the other week. And one of the things I said, which doesn't only apply to education, this applies to every single thing we're talking about. Breaking any mold does not matter what it is. You have to burn it down before you can build it back up.
0: That is so true.
1: You have And it's to, the hardest part. It is the hardest part because you have to break down literally every bit that you think you know about something. You have to break down all of
0: those shoulds. You have to work through all of that. And you have to do that with, do you think, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. My initial heart goes like, and you need to do that with the right counsel around you because you are going to have the naysayers that speak Ooh. right into the heaviest shit. When you make those decisions and you start to break down and burn that stuff to the ground so that you can clear it out. That's when the naysayers are like, perfect, let's run. And that's like get in there. I have goosebumps as you're saying that because I'm like, oh yes, those people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that our voice automatically goes to the like weird Lord of the Rings. <laughs> It makes so much sense in my brain because that's what that is when we face it, and that's when we run scared. If somebody's making a decision right now, listening to the podcast, I oh, there's a book, The Alchemist. Mm, that is such a good book. It speaks exactly to. Like, I just got the Gooseys like talking about that because it speaks exactly to that moment when you have decided to jump off the cliff out of heart and divine. Li- Guidance and not everything is figured out, and you're burning shit to the ground to like bring it new. That is when you need the right people in your corner to be like, Yes, you do have this. It would make things a lot easier. Did you have that? Did you have those, that circle, or were you pretty out on the own, in your own island, being like, I'm still doing this, even though everyone's coming at me? Yeah, so it was,
1: uh, I had a little bit like my family, my parents were like, Yeah, like my dad and I had talked about unschooling years prior when the kids were in school. And our kids weren't in school long, like um, it was senior kindergarten and grade one when we pulled them. But I remember like Rowan going into grade one and my dad was like, when are you going to do that unschooling thing? <laughs> Six months later. I love that. But So we had, we had had these conversations and they my parents kind of knew what was on my heart and what I envisioned and what I wanted. And so they, when I took that leap, they were very much like, about time.
0: Yes, okay. Like, about so they could be that it. counselor around your table. I talk about that a lot in the podcast. Having these like advisors that sit around this like board table just with like, I just picture people in this beautiful aesthetic boardroom <laughs> in comfy chairs, like smiling, being like, how can we serve you today? How can we help you? How can we give to you and like help hold hold the line? And you have to have those people because you'll also not have those people. Yeah,
1: and I think this is where you need to be so mindful of who you share your energy and your heart with.
0: Mhm. Another ding moment.
1: There will be people that will not especially when you're breaking molds, right? We have all of these structures in society that say how we're supposed to be doing things. Yeah. So when you are about to go and do something a little bit different, and also not just society but f- like familiar Familial structures. Like your family is going to have different structures and expectations than my family. Mm -hmm. And for all of you listening, like I guarantee you can probably think right now of certain things that your family is like particular on or expects or it just is how it is. So when you're going to go against whether it's a larger like societal structure or expectation or maybe it's just your own family, Mm -hmm. there's going to be pushback. And so you have to check in with yourself and say, who am I safe? to share this with? Who's gonna support me? And if you don't have
0: those people, you
1: need to find them.
0: And that speaks to amen, Liz. It also speaks to Brene Brown, who talks about if you are not succeeding and in the ring, busting your ass like me or doing something better than me or just fighting that fight, you don't get to have an opinion from the cheap seats. And it is so true. It's so hard to break that mold of like, oh, my parents say this and it must be true, or my sister or this person or my best friend questions it, so it can't be right. It's hard to be like, I can hear all of that, take it in with some boundaries, and then also say, but my heart says this. My truth is this. My guidance, my reasoning, that is my foundational piece to stand on. Not the doubt, not what it's pushing and making them question within themselves because that's when people project do you find that too as soon as you break a mold in something Ooh, yes. and own it they're like hey get back here yeah get i want you exactly line. how you were. detention i hope we can use the video because if we look at the video our body language would be just hilarious i'm not even gonna look at it because it will throw me off <laughs> But it like, honestly, it creates that physical thing in me because I've been there. I have been there when I've broken a certain mold and you're burning things down so you can rebuild it. And those naysayers come in because they're projecting what they wish they freaking had or could do. And you can see that, but you're not going to tell them that. Or you can feel out that like, I know that this hostility, this doubt is coming from this place in you, but it's hard to navigate that when it's happening. And so like, what do you find? Because we can apply this to any mold that we're breaking. How do you come back to that place of center, Liz, to listen to what you know in your heart is right versus what people are trying to pull you out of? So it's what I said to your very first question about the biggest lesson is
1: like in order to have the trust, you have to shut out the noise. You have to be able to turn it off in any way that you can. Maybe it's like you don't have those conversations with that person. But also once they say those things, even if you can see so clearly, you're like, oh, yeah, you're projecting. You can see it. But your body's still like, ah, old stories. Oh, maybe yeah. I'm not good enough. Your body's yeah. still going to that place. So you have to find a way to be very clear in your mind and in your body. Is this mine? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, does literally just asking that question right off the bat. Like, but, does that belong to me or does that belong to them? I think I just said that in last week's episode That's or the one before. Amazing. Literally, I was like, I don't forget, as empaths or open people or people trudging forward in this fulfillment journey and self-discovery journey that you will take on people's shit. So before you take on the extra responsibility of dealing with that, that question that Liz just posted is so important. Write that on a sticky note somewhere, please, or put it on your phone background. First and foremost, like, is this mine to heal or deal with? If not... How, how Do you do anything physical or any ritual when you're like, nope, this isn't mine? Literally what you just did, like the rubbing of the hands. I do that all the time. Physical, like constantly. Okay. I like that. Sometimes it's a snapping. My sister snaps all the time. But <gasps> yeah. Well, that's a good idea because it really breaks. I know we're getting like woo, but like stick with us. That will break that energetic. If it's a physical thing of like, nope, it's a declaration almost that you're making with yourself. Like, I don't actually have to spend time in here because it's not mine. I think it's my mom's need for that when she was little or whatever Mm. that's just a hypothetical but that really cuts the cord doing a physical thing oh I like that yeah
1: anything like whether it's snapping whether it's like like a imaginary washing of the hands whether you literally just like
0: shake your body out like
1: anything like that is just gonna let that go and say okay
0: thanks I see that that's not mine shake it off because it doesn't need to breed more doubt so say something maybe somebody says something or questions you that you're like oh yeah like I haven't really thought of that, like around this homeschooling thing, for example, if we're talking about that breaking of the mold, if somebody says something that actually kind of gets into your heart space a little bit, that pushes you to the, to the side of like, uh oh, is this right? What are we doing? I don't even have like the faintest idea of what this is going to look like in a year. Like if you go to that place, what else do you do when it is your stuff? How do you center back? Is there something specific that you do, a tool, a ritual? What is it that brings you back into that heart space of, you no, know, like I got this?
1: Okay. There's a couple things here. Number one, I want to say if someone says something that really makes you go like, huh, I didn't think about that. Think about it. Like if it's not just a blatantly negative comment or misunderstanding, if they're literally just like, Hey, but what about this?
0: Yeah. When you know the intention is out of love and curiosity versus just like tearing you down or being whatever, that's when, you, that's when you investigate. When you and know, it, you can feel the intention. We can feel that if we just stop for a second and slow down. You can tell that initial gut, oh, that's like being a mean energy versus like a curious energy. And it could be because they have doubts about, like if we use
1: the education system, it could be because they have doubts about homeschooling and whatnot. But if it's legitimately a question that I'm like, wow, I did not consider that. Then
0: it's actually like my job to look into that. And would you do that through journaling it out a voice note how do you is it just all a mental thing or is there a process that you do yeah so I would do either a voice note
1: or a journal or a soundboarding with someone that is safe and that I trust that's in that circle um or research yeah like do some research from people that you actually trust from opinions that are actually like super valid to you I like that. And answer that question for you. So that's the first bit is if it's an actual legitimate question, like if you're like, Liz, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to do this crazy wild thing. And I'm like, that is amazing, Steph. What's
0: going to happen at this point? Well, if you haven't thought about that point, maybe it's good to consider it. Right. It doesn't mean that it's needing to stop you in your trucks. It's just an invitation for like, it's an invitation to, go there and to investigate those things and those feelings and what answers could come from it when it is in the spirit of love and curiosity and just like being, having conversation versus like, oh, she's doing this thing. And like, I didn't do that thing and I'm jealous. And, I, and like, that's when you need to know and check yourself, ask that question. Like, is this mine? Because initially you're going to have a very visceral gut. Yes or no. You, you do know it. We have all had those moments. I can remember some so vividly where you go into a situation with a certain expectation and you get there and your gut says like, "Uh uh-oh, or like, ooh, that wasn't... That very quick message is so important to learn and to get familiar with, which also speaks to us talking about trusting yourself. In order to break any mold around how we do things as as a mother, how we do things as a woman, there's going to be a time when you're trying to break those molds where you have got to listen to those initial like... Yes or no intuitive pieces. Mm-hmm. When someone's triggering you with something, when something comes up along the journey that speaks into the doubt, that's an important And also, part. why is the doubt coming up?
1: So if, yeah. so if a question is posed to you and you immediately go to that scary place of, what am I doing? Why are you going there?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And ask yourself that. Why am I going there? Like what, why am I jumping to what thousands? is yeah. underneath that? Like what is the fear underneath that? Or any emotion that's lying underneath it that's taking me immediately there instead of allowing me to be curious and be like, hmm, I wonder.
0: I wonder what I'd do there. How powerful would that be? Even for someone to take that out of this conversation. I hope there's lots of nuggets that you can take out of today to apply or just mull over, but that piece specifically that hits my heart huge so like I know that my soul's like hey that's a tool for you or a thing to investigate because how powerful would it be if we even just question going to that super negative doubtful place like why is that your initial choice why is that your initial gut reaction something is feeling that quick jump yeah it's it's, you're still holding on to some of that Oh my gosh! Yeah, big. That is so big, and it can be so empowering. Even though it's hard to burn down the bridge and go against what feels done and that you have example of, even though it feels super hard at times, there is a beauty on the other side of that and the growth that really can it can alter your whole experience on this earth. Like I, I say that to clients all the time that when we work through personal development pieces and like. When you turn on to your truth and get comfortable doing what is authentic to you, you can't undo that. You can't like turn on the switches just to turn them off and be like, oh, now I'm just going to live in the mediocrity and not know myself. Like I'm going back to that girl. You can't. can't. No one that I've seen do that real work and healing can go back. So I warn them that it's, it takes more energy and more work to be tuned into who you are, what you want. It, It it's, it's definitely not the lazy way of being. It's not the easier way of being, but it is holds the most gift. It holds the most expansion of how we experience this life. I've experienced that at least of like, I can't, I would never trade that hard step in peace for what I gained and like who I am and what I know to be true for myself. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. Because when these hard things come up, you have this kind of internal compass that's saying like... Like you said, this like yes or no, like I'm either going to go in that direction or I'm not. Mm-hmm. And also you have the tools so that when you're posed with a question or someone's pushing back on you and you go to that place of self-doubt or negativity, you'd be like, okay, so why am I going there? Well, because that, that narrative is still yep. much more present than I thought it was. Yep. How do I need to work through that? is it journaling? Is it meditation? Is it seeing a counselor? Yeah. Someone who's trauma-informed. If you're dealing with any kind of trauma, please, 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 I just need to make this note. Make sure you are seeing someone who is trained and trauma-informed because that's not something to tread lightly with. If these are like narratives that
0: are coming from like a traumatic experience. That's something specific that... Some people have a very specific set of skills and tools Mm -hmm. that can help walk you through that. That is different than us, yeah, like having doubt around a family decision. Exactly. Um, But yeah, so you can gain these tools so that
1: you can can see that story coming up and you'll be like, hmm, why did I go there so quickly again? I guess I didn't quite do as much in that as I thought I did. Also... No one's ever done healing, no one nope. is perfect, we're human. Nope. The point of human existence is to have a human physical emotional experience. That is Amen. why that's why we're here. That's period. That's it. That's all it is. What that means is you are here to experience every aspect of being human. The amazing, the joyful, the exciting, the horrifyingly painful. Like you're mm-hmm. here to experience all of it. And there's really no, like, we're not meant to understand anything greater no. than that. Um, but, but with that, it's this ability to kind of, like, see all of those things for what they are and say, like, okay, now, like, where am I going
0: next? Oh, and I just pray for people listening. I hope for people listening that you will give yourself that permission and empowerment to say that exact thing Liz just said. So where am i going next with this how am i still staying true to me not running scared not listening to this the doubt or the naysayers and they may people that are being naysayers to whatever you're trying to break the mold in or or a shift or big change you're making they may not be doing it from an intention of trying to like stop you or hurt you or make you doubt yourself either they don't know that that's how it's coming off they're projecting something that they don't even know and it's not always like in like this negative crappy light it's just they're expressing and and saying these things and maybe it is it can be sometimes an invitation for you to say like this can all be the case and i'm still going forward Mm -hmm. because they might not only be projecting they
1: might be a mirror for you Mm -hmm. to be like hey right so that's i never said it was in my brain the spiral the spiral of healing so we're meant to feel all of these things and we're never done. So as long as you are existing here on this Mm -hmm. physical plane, you're having a human physical emotional experience.
0: We are never done. There's no like no. healed, there's no perfect. Don't you love it? Someone's like, yeah, yeah, I've done the therapy worker, I've done the personal development, like I'm good. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <What is it? laughs> Can you bottle that and sell it to me? I'd be yeah. very rich because I have no clue what no. like I'm, I've done it means.
1: So there's you're like, doing it yes. daily, doing you
0: are doing it hourly this. for me some days, like hourly being like, and we're working back on, on that child the trauma. minute... That is but real though.
1: It's, so when you come, it's like layers, you're like peeling back an onion. So when you come back to the same
0: story, maybe you've peeled back six layers, but there's another 27 again. Yeah. And, and when you hear that, sometimes I used to be in this place of like very like dreadful, of like, oh my gosh, like then it's just like not, but when you're doing that healing, it does not feel, um, it's not like you're going to dread the work. It seems like a lot. But when you move through it, you're like you understand that like just because there's multiple layers doesn't mean it's black and white. It just means like something will happen and you go deeper. Something else goes on and you're like, "Ah, got to revisit that again and polish it off and do its work because it's not it, it it's just not a black and white thing." And for people that really need control, some of the hardest part of their self-development journey is to realize that is such an illusion. It's such an illusion. And for type A's, which like I think I consider myself like a type A B, I'm not sure how like type a i am to be honest but i i know that there's people in my life i can think of that just need the control piece so badly that it's almost like they're not willing to step into that work yet because it's like they are they know they're gonna lose that control because it, it's just not simply black and white there's not this one childhood trauma slash like old self-image that oh you brought it to the surface you saw it was triggered you healed it good all done. Like uh, she might be month? good for like a month. That might never surface again, or it surfaces next conversation or next hour or next day where you're like, okay, we reminder, we can heal that again. We can go there again. It is a repetitive, like very like scrambled roller coaster. Like it is never just like point A to point B. Yeah. And it's not just up and down. It's like totally scrambled. Yes. And more people, maybe if if people understood. That when making those changes or going outside the box, if they had that knowledge firsthand, maybe they wouldn't be as scared to make that jump. knowing, hey, somebody else has walked a hard path, broken that um, mold, changed the trajectory of things that isn't the society norm. They've done it and they still face all this shit. So if I face it, then that just means it's part of the process. I think that's the power of these conversations is knowing that there's somebody that's also walked those hard decisions and here's what they faced and that didn't stop them. And here's the realness of that adventure. You can't always say like, yeah, we decided to do this. And it was just like, we didn't really know what we're doing. But then like, it works out and it's great. Bullshit. I called such bullshit on that. If you have not faced those times of like, I've made a mistake and now my kids are behind or I don't think that they're going to thrive. Like you have hit that. Whether or not you're willing to share it is one thing. And so I think it's so beautiful. Thank you, Liz, for showing up in the space to be like, yeah, I doubted it for over a year. Being like, is this right? No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Because that is the realness. And if somebody makes tries to make those decisions, they think, oh, I have to make it being like, yep, this is what's right and we're going to do it, yay. Like,
1: And it's wonderful. And then they hit
0: those blocks. That could make them turn around.
1: Absolutely. It's like this acceptance that it's not always going to be easy. Yeah. Because again, be comfortable our, our, with the our human experience isn't intended to be easy. We're not on this planet to have an easy time.
0: Totally. We're
1: on this planet to have an experience.
0: mm that's so, so good. If you so deep,
1: walk into it and be like, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be fucking scary as hell and I'm going to come up against really scary things and I'm going to use all my tools and I'm going to trust myself and I'm going to come back to myself and when I hit the next scary thing, I'm going to do it all again.
0: That's that like, whole, that is an extremely powerful thing for someone to take from today because it makes that jump. You kind of know more of what's involved breaking any mold is going to be that like, get back on track and reaffirm yourself again. Hit a bad part, reaffirm yourself again. And it would be a shame for somebody to not even attempt it because they are worried that that family member is going to be hard on them or they're going to have to explain to their friends all the time or if people are going to make sarcastic comments at their expense, it would be a shame to not do it because of that. Just expect that. Go in being like, okay, don't welcome it and manifest it. But no. know that if it's very normal for that to be part of the push and it is not meant to stop you or for making you stay in what's easy. We just had a very real, not in the same um, situation, but a similar thing where we had to make a decision for our family that came with more unknowns, um, stretched just a little bit further. It was, it was a decision that like, it wasn't an easy decision, but it was the right one for, for our boys and knowing that we had to Shift where we found ourselves, what our needs were, and with that comes uncomfortable conversations. With that comes maybe certain expenses, certain disappointments, and interactions when you're making this decision to like make a change. But it was so important for us to like look at the end of the day like, what is our main value of like what we want to experience in this life for us? We value joy and we value growth and it's important to, it's important to know those foundations. So like to be able to trust in yourself, it's a good idea to kind of know like what matters most to you because that will guide you in some of those decisions as well. I'm, I'm laughing because Steph and I always talk about
1: how we're so similar and literally I was like, people need to find their foundational core values
0: and then you're <laughs> saying it and I'm like, yes, thank you for reading my mind, <laughs> which happens every other conversation. So would you, how would, how can we encourage somebody to find those foundational pieces? Cause it's hard once you're in it It'd it, be like, how did I get there? Cause I know is. it's so true now, but I'm like, okay, Steph, how many years ago, when she didn't really have any fucking idea, like even asking yourself that you're like, what? Mm-hmm. like, I don't know what they are. I'm trying to think of like what I did to find that clarity.
1: So there's a few different things, like journaling obviously is going to be an amazing, literally writing what is important to me. And if you free write for long enough about what is most important to you, you will be able to look through there and find your core values. And if you find that challenging, then find someone who is really good at that because you could hand that piece of writing to somebody and like Mm -hmm. right away, I could tell you exactly what your three core values are. If you
0: write out for me what is most important in your life. Sometimes it's just getting somebody to put the lens on all of the stuff that's in your brain and like helping you put the puzzle pieces all together. Yeah. You have them all laid out. You have the ability to do it too, but sometimes it's just faster if you can help, if somebody can help click them for you. And, And I found a few good like, Tony Robbins does a free disc profile and it kind of weeds out some of that it asks you some really interesting questions You wouldn't ever pose to yourself and that can give you a baseline to start with of like It's called DISC disc profile and it kind of lays out like kind of who you are how you move through things like naturally And that can be just like one piece of it too for them to like get clear on it because if you don't have those like main values then it does kind of feel like you're making decisions just like on a whim versus like, no, we're making this decision because these things are true for our family or for myself. And it aligns with that. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's what helped you breaking some of the molds that you did, whether it's like the work you went into or the school homeschooling you did or relationship stuff or personal stuff. Do you think that that helped you to stay on that course by asking yourself, okay, does this align with these things? It does. Well then it's right. 1,000% One thousand percent because when like when we decided
1: to pull the kids and I was like, uh what's next? I literally just had to say to myself, Okay, you know in your heart what is most important for you and your family and your children and this aligns with it and the other options do not. Period. End of story, the rest will come. Also, I think important to say, like, we're mentioning these journaling exercises, but Maybe for you, it's challenging to even write down what's most important to you. And if that is the case, if you're like, I don't even know how to write what is important to me or how to write what I love, you need to get into your body.
0: You need to get out of your head and into your body. Definitely. There's a few ways you can do that. A workout, a walk, It's just movement. Any kind of movement. Meditation, Stretching. Yeah. Going on a nature walk, super grounding. And you know, it's interesting every time I've had for me, I pick different types of workouts after some of my more intense kind of like the CrossFit style workouts, like at our gym, after I do that, there's this like little portal that opens up, I swear. And it's like these ahas start to flood in and I'm because I'm like moving my body, I'm moving the energy. I'm giving myself that permission space. I get these downloads of like, Oh, there's an answer oh, there's just something that can then get me out of my own way when I move my body and when I do those things. That's a big piece of like, that's when I free write. And it's hard to free write. It's hard to get into that. Like, literally just let out what's on my mind because we are really conditioned to not listen. or if or, And to do things correct, like to do yeah. things properly. Yeah, that breeds so much perfectionism. Mm. And that can stop you doing so many things. I was so like, I have to catch myself on that where I'm like, just because I think it's this way doesn't mean it's the right way. And it does not need to like be perfect to be well received, to work, to be meaningful. Yeah. It, that is, there's so many things we could talk on. Around and especially
1: this. when you're doing this writing to kind of get things out onto the paper. Like it's not meant to be, pr- I know I shared with you, I was writing a bit last week and things are flowing. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound good. Let's reword this. I'm like, you crazy lady. This is not for anybody but you. Like, get out of your head. That's the whole point of this. Get out of your head. Put it on the paper. Nobody has to read this. But it... Isn't that But well, it's not like perfection in the
0: brain that's like, well,
1: you're we will edit, you better
0: write it well. We will edit ourselves even if it's our eyes only on it. Isn't that crazy? And it's so important to flex that muscle of like, stop it. Enough. Let it just be the embody class that I did with Dawn was such a good, it was such a good lesson in ego and in pride and in like facade because you have to just be in your body. You have to just be connected to like only you and having no rules. And that's really hard. And I think that's why it's hard to break certain molds because the conditioning, since we were very little, is that you do what's allowed, what's accepted, what's ruffles the least amount of feathers because that's easier. We are not like to go into the space with this embody class and like tell myself there's no rules. All I'm taught is there's rules, there's rules in school, there's rules around like, and not like obviously yes, parameters and boundaries and rules are important but we have taken it so far that we've silenced our own voice and the permission to just Discover who the hell we are at the different stages of life because when things happen and as you age or change things or things go on in your world, it changes and evolves you. I can confidently say I'm a completely different person from 23 to now. Like it blows my mind. I'm like, I feel like I have had two different lives and that's a good thing. Like it's a good thing to feel like, wow, I've shed, I've rebuilt, I've found these pieces and parts of myself because I'm willing to break down the mold to see what my life is meant to have in it versus what's supposed to have in it. It's like this commitment to constantly come back to yourself. Yeah. Like it's just this homecoming again and again. Mm-hmm. And how and the things that you'll learn and the decisions you'll make when you do that. It's so, it's so empowering. It's, it's so important to not only have the confidence to break the mold but then to stay in it like you said when all the doubt floods in you have to stay the course have the right advisors around your table have those rituals and practices that you can go to when you're like oh this is surfacing i i ask myself like why are you running to this doubt okay here here's the tools i know will work i go back there and i do this like yeah it's so important to like have that like playbook for yourself so that you don't it's so because you can easily just like stop in the midst of it and then you're not going to get the abundance of what comes from following your heart and your intuition. Like if you had never went into this type of practice with work, you would never get the success stories from the people. And, and I here, wouldn't have the freedom and flexibility to educate my kids in the way that I am. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. How important is that? Like the, Sometimes we don't even know the bigger picture of how it's blessing us. But that hard decision, that one hard decision led to these like four other possibilities, which is really freaking cool.
1: And just opening yourself up to that. And also recognizing when those hard things come up. I am not the person I was two years ago. I'm not the person I was five years ago. So even though this feels like a very repetitive conversation, this is actually very different. Whatever we're moving through, because we're in a different space. And we can come at it with more knowledge and more experience and more tools. That's so true
0: because you're, hopefully you're evolving. Is there any other mold that you think would be like important to touch on that? You're like, oh, this is definitely an area in my life where I, I broke a mold that really showed me a new level of life or a new found like joy or like, is there a specific, specific mold that you think you're like, thank God I broke that?
1: Oh, I don't know. I feel like there's so many. I feel like there's so many. Uh, Steve and my husband, Steve, and I got together very young and had like a very tricky beginning to our relationship and got engaged and were married when I was 21. I was pregnant at the wedding. Amazing. (laughs) And had Ron at 22. And it was like we received so much flack and so much pushback when we got engaged and just all of the things that surrounded that and there was a lot and there was a lot that we had to work through and grow through and it honestly at a lot of times would have been so easy to just be like nope yeah might as well not and now they're right so let's just carry on that way yeah like and it's so funny because I I was not the person who wanted to get married. I never wanted to get married. And here I am married at 21. But now we're coming up to our 10-year wedding anniversary. And it's really amazing to see how we have grown together. And like I know you and I were talking last week about some challenges and how these things come up. And it's like this reminder, like we're not the people we were when we moved through things 10 years ago mm-hmm. compared to now. So I think that is one because had I not like that was
0: crazy back then. That was absolutely Did your insane. mind go to the place of like if one of my boys comes home and says like yeah I'd be like uh we're going to have to have a family meeting about this. Right? Like when our parents generation that was it was very so normal. normal to get married early totally. 20s. Our
1: generation, that was absolute insanity. Totally. and Which isn't that
0: far away, which is so interesting. How quickly things move of like what's validated and okay.
1: How quickly they change. And so, yeah, I think that was one because like that was a huge thing. Us deciding and committing, we are going to do this life together for as long as it feels right for both of us. And hopefully that's forever, but who knows. And everything we have built
0: has been built from there. And so if you guys hadn't went through, yeah, the pushback and the doubt and like there, oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? This, there's a song, is it Shania Twain? Looks like we made it. (laughs) Yes, that is Shania Twain. Look how far we come I knew you were going to sing on this because you always sing to me. There's no way we could get through a recording without you singing to me. (laughs) I'm trying to think of our saying on the podcast if I have apologies (laughs) you're (laughs) welcome that like the song came on I swear I thought of you and Steve because of the conversation we had had like I was like oh my gosh this is really like a song that speaks to like their relationship because of yeah the fact that you started I knew your story and like how you guys started and the doubt and the like shock and how it's not valid like it's not validated to people because they're like no I would do it this way and it's just and like what has come from that and the opportunity and the life like you had to do it that way it's, it's, okay, so that's an interesting thing, too, to think. If you're making a decision and it feels hard, just think, like, you have to do that because it's... You wouldn't make that decision if it wasn't a calling to you. You wouldn't make a choice or break a certain mold if it wasn't a calling to you. And you have to do it because of what it can impact.
1: It's I describe it as this, like, magnetic pull. It's, like, you can feel from your chest being, like, pulled towards that mm-hmm. thing. Definitely. Whether, like... Obviously, that applied in my relationship, but also when our kids were little and I decided to go back to work and learn something that I had... Well, I grew. I kind of grew up in this, but to learn something completely new and to start a business from nothing. like Breaking that mold. That was wild, but I had that pull where my body was like, no, 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 no honey, we're going this way. And I yeah. was like, all right, here we are in class with a baby strapped to me and let's go. When I decided to add the coaching certification onto my holistic health practice, it required me to spend one weekend every single month in Toronto for six months. I had two small babies and we had
0: no money, no, no money. We were so poor. So poor. So talk about the calling of the heart and having the brass balls to be like, and I will anyway.
1: And it was because in my holistic health practice, I was seeing these things where I was like, people need more guidance than me just saying, here's how your body is working and here's what you need. I need to add another layer to that. How do I do this? Kept coming back to this same program for six months. I researched, kept coming back to it. And Steve and I sat down and I was like, this is going to be like $600 a month if we do the monthly payments. And I, right now, we have a hard time getting groceries. So, what are, we, like, I don't know. I feel like I need this. I don't know. And we just went and did it. And I mean, the money came. We worked really hard and we made mm. it happen. But it was that pull towards it. And again, that made no sense. People were like, well, why?
0: Mm, right? Like, ugh. part of it, I wonder if it's that, like, inner part of their heart being like, I want to chase things too. Like that's some of people's first inclination inclining to say to you is like, well, why would you do that? Or like, like question it because all of us long, we are all built with a mechanism for like wanting fulfillment and joy and growth. And desire. Goals. Like, like, for like sure us as humans have desire. And when we see somebody that's doing it and it doesn't make sense to us because they haven't checked those boxes, they don't have the money sitting in the account to be like, here you go, here's the full check or whatever things we've created in our head of like what makes that valid then it's so easy for us like to listen to it like for me in the past i definitely haven't i've been like oh go this route because like yeah like nobody's really doing it this way that i've seen so like how can it be right or fulfilling or work out and i i can speak to that too going from into business for myself as a coach where i'm like i don't have a psychiatrist degree and i don't have this and that i'm like but i also have a lived experience i've made shifts in growth shifts in myself and grown in a way that i'm like I can help somebody go from here to here, like to, to bridge the gap of like knowing nothing about themselves to understanding who they are. I'm like, that, that is valid. But I had to come to that within myself just as you had to be like, I'm making this valid because my heart is saying do this. I'm going to break the mold of like, you only do these things if you have X amount of money or type of daycare or you're this age or this whatever, whatever constitutes what's allowed in our brain or from society is kind of why people don't go forward with breaking the mold. And I to just to hear you say, like, it wasn't easy. Not all of the things were, like, in line, but it happened. And we made it through because that was what was supposed to happen. That was the true calling. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. Yeah, and it's, like, it's allowing yourself
1: to be your own validation in those things. And also, like, on that note, it is important to say humans are relational beings. So, yes, as much as, like, do not rely on external validation – us as humans like it. Like we, yeah. we are meant you to live relationally. So allow yourself to number one, be your own internal validation. And then number two for that external, because no matter yeah. how much work you do, it doesn't matter.
0: We crave it because totally. we're relational. Fill your corner with those people. That will speak into it, not against it. Mm-hmm. Because there is somebody, there is someone doing it, doing something similar or just in the arena. There is. You may have to, hey, they may not be real for you to talk to, so read their book, listen to their podcast, go online and get the information from them because they've walked in and they're sharing it, just like as we are today. You can use those people as people in your corner because I think sometimes, you know, I've talked to people like from doing the podcast or on personal development topics where they're like, I'm really, you know, like I'm struggling to find friends and women that are like lit up to want a little more to like investigate or are breaking these molds. Like I don't have those examples to have them in my corner Then use somebody that's a stranger that's sharing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like it doesn't
0: have to be, it's great if it's in person and people that you know, and like reach out to someone that's doing it. Be like, Hey, I really admire, or i feel really inspired by what you're walking out, what you're doing. And like, I'd love to have a conversation if your schedule allows, like reach out. There's been so many times I've asked somebody to meet simply because I want them to share in their expertise and like, you have to do it with respect of their boundaries and time, but people will, people want to share. of how they got there. They want to share in like what they can teach and how they can make it easier for someone else. So reach out to somebody, take that risk and like ask them to go for coffee or to have a phone call or simply do things via email if you need that extra support because you're right, you can't undo, like you start this thing or you start to break the mold. You want people to be like, good for you, Liz. Like, oh my gosh, can't wait to like be your client when you're done. You want that to happen, but sometimes none of that comes your way. You have to kind of go to those people and say, like, hey, I need you to, like, encourage me in this. Or I need to, like, hear, like, how I can do it. It's important to ask for what you need in this, like, while you're trying to break some molds. And
1: awesome. if you're, like, if you are looking for that person, then also be that person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah. Be that person that is encouraging your friends and lighting them up, even if they're doing something that's, like, a little bit different or seems scary or seems out of the box. And also there's like another thing about me just kind of doing what I want always throughout my entire life. You can ask my parents. Um, I'm like a, I'll show you. Yeah. And if you are that type of person,
0: then do it.
1: Like, create that for yourself, even if it's lonely and scary and dark at times. Create that for yourself and you will be that because you're looking around and saying, but I don't see anybody doing it. So do it and be that person for all those other people that are like, well, we're not the ones that's going to be like, let me show you. Mm -hmm. Right? Someone has to start.
0: And it's incredible how you affect those around you by being so boldly in your own light. That's been one of, I think that would be my answer to my question. What has life taught me up to this point? Like one of the best beautiful gifts that it's taught me. And it is that if you walk so purely and like strong in your light, it helps other people turn on theirs.
1: Yeah. The impact that you can have.
0: And not by pushing. No, simply
1: by showing up. Mm Mm-hmm. And being chasing bold your and authentic and chasing the things that you want. And it's not always going to work out. Like it's not always yeah. going to be wonderful and you're not always going to necessarily get the thing that you think you want. Totally. But if you can show up in that energy and you can show up with integrity and authenticity and you can be brave, even when things are scary, people are going to feel that around you. Yeah. And you don't have to say anything to those people. You're going to be that person where they're like, they're doing it. Maybe I can do it too.
0: And like, what a beautiful gift in this world to give people that and to, you know, put your light into it. When you see somebody doing something, it's funny how like, there's so many topics we could go in on this and like, Liz will be back, I hope. Six hours later. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep episodes to 30 minutes, like I said before. <laughs> but there is like such a beauty in sending the message, sending the voice note, saying that thing or complimenting somebody it's weird how we can feel hard like I've talked to people where they're like I find it sometimes like so vulnerable and hard to like compliment that person on their shirt or say like I really like being around you and I had somebody come in the other day to the store and I had met her once before and we did this like thing together like both signed up and I could just kind of tell like my heart kind of like could tell her heart of like the type of person she was and we just like We're able to like talk and she opened up about things and I opened up about things and we barely know each other. And she turned at the end and she goes, I'm really glad I met you. Oh, I could like cry because I think that is so beautiful and authentic for someone to say in those moments, just like what's truly on their heart and have no junk that gets in the way. Because it's funny, I think so many of us do. We have so much control and like parameters up for ourselves that it also means that we can't like say to the people even the good and positive things Mm -hmm. and honestly i encourage anybody listening if you feel this like oh i want to say this thing do it say five four three two one send the message because it can impact somebody in such a big way and we should get used to to expressing that to others because we can express it even more to ourselves then too and also it for you as well like this might sound kind of selfish but
1: It, when you can vulnerably share in a way that you are complimenting someone and it's lighting up their day, it feels so nice. It does.
0: It feels so good. Oh my gosh. So this is what I talked about before. You can't tell me that there's not a thing in life that doesn't relate to a Friends episode because it does every time. There is a Friends episode (laughs) where Phoebe, we can go from like deep to the most like ridiculous things in like a matter of two seconds. But there's an episode where Phoebe talks about there's no selfless good deed because it makes you feel good to do the good deed. And it is so true. I, sending that message or saying, it's harder to a stranger sometimes to just be like, wow, I really love like your haircut or the way you do your hair. I'm like, oh, I love that jacket on you. It's like, it's it can feel hard to do it, which is so silly and, and messed up in my mind. But knowing like you see the smile on their face or like sometimes you can really tell like somebody need that. Someone really needed you to just speak this random, thing to them and it immediately makes your heart bigger. And I talk about if you're having a shit day, there was one of the like rituals I talked about where if you're not feeling inspired, send inspiration to someone. Hey, I see you doing this thing and I'm just so proud of you and I'm sure it's not easy every day, but you're crushing it and you're showing up and you're an inspiration to others around you. Like if I need to feel inspired, I send it out. So that totally speaks to what you're saying. It's like this like selfless good deed.
1: And also I challenge all of you. The next time you're out of the house, I don't care what you're doing, if you are out of the house and you are around people, strangers, people you know, does not matter, pay attention and find something that you like about that person. Whether it's the way they smile, whether it's the way they greet you, whether it's the way they do their hair, whether it's their tattoos, whether it's just their energy that you can't explain, it doesn't matter, and tell them. I do this in the grocery store all the time. All the time, and here's why. Because when you, number one, how beautiful to receive a compliment from a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. How good it makes us feel giving that compliment. But also when you pay attention to other people's energy and you can teach and train yourself to actually pay attention to the people around you because we can also be quite selfish. You're going to naturally start paying more attention to your own energy.
0: That's so true. And so important. It speaks to everything that we talked about today. Coming back to self. Knowing yourself. Knowing what's true for you. What yeah. your foundational values are. Yeah, it, that is. I think that's a beautiful challenge. And it, it can feel really hard. I know I went through this like place within my own self-discovery of like, why do I find it so hard to like look someone in the eye when I'm passing them on the street? Like, why do I look down? Like, oh, wh- yeah. what is that? Same. right? Or, yeah, like, why would I feel... Like, I'm thinking this thing about their ring. Or I'm thinking this thing about... The way that they handled that customer, and now I'm somebody that makes, like, goes out of my way to be like, you were really, like, that was, like, amazing customer service. Or, like, you should be really proud of that interaction. Or you handled that really well. Speak that out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, that comes around. It does. It does. Talk about, like, manifestation and then tapping into, like, what you can have, what you can attract. That's a biggie. It's huge. And, it can feel, and it's okay if it feels awkward at first and it's, yeah, okay, it's okay if it totally feels okay. if it takes you a few times to build yourself up to do it. But I think what Liz just suggested can really create a new lens on your life that can grow some amazing, beautiful lessons from it. And that feels like a really great place to wrap up the episode. We could talk forever. Hopefully if Liz had fun, she will come back on Refuse the Excuse podcast to spread more perspective and ding moments. I'm definitely going to get a noise and yeah, some type of phrase noise. because it'd be cool even if, like to be a place to be, like grab a note pad or like put it on a sticky because when I listen to podcasts, I'll go back and do that exact thing. Like something yeah. that I found was just like so penetrating to my heart. I'm like, I have to remind myself to go back to that and to remind myself to like, look at it. So the podcast, thanks you, Liz, for just showing up in your spirit, your energy, your honesty. What a breath of fresh air. And I think all of us are craving humans like you that are like, hey, ask me anything I'm here to experience the whole the full human experience and if what I go through or learn can help you then you're welcome to the information that is such a gift that you give the people in your life
1: oh, thank you for having me also as you said that open to answering any question we should do an after dark episode
0: yes we talked about this Ooh, this would be good mm, yeah okay GC. guys I'm going to I'm going to ask of you if you found something amazing from this episode or insightful please share it I will be back, unfortunately, <laughs> that list next Friday for another episode. As always, sending you so much love and light. Thanks for being here and listening. I, I truly hope it blessed you and gave you some perspective and tools to take into your life to apply for some more growth and happiness in your day-to-day. Hat with you soon. Bye.